just because everything in life is going the way you want it to go. You've met your career goals. You have the money that you wanted to have. You live in the house you wanted to live in. You drive the car you wanted to drive. You married the girl or boy that you wanted to marry. That does not mean that you are blessed. Because the scripture tells us blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven. Those are the blessed ones. Hello, friends, and welcome. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate both of you. I'd like to start today in Romans chapter 4, beginning in verse 4 in the NIV. It says, Now to the one who works, wages are not credited as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the one who does not work, but trusts God, who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteousness. David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessedness of the one to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord will never count against them. And I just wonder what our lives might be like if we could really get a hold of, grab onto this revelation that the Lord will never count our sin against us in Jesus Christ. That when we put our faith in the work of Jesus Christ, when we believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he came to the earth, that he died on the cross, and that he rose again, he is the propitiation, he is the atonement for our sin. Jesus regains the favor of God on our behalf so that we become the blessed ones. We become those who are most highly favored because of what Jesus accomplished for us. It's apart from works. It's nothing that we could ever earn. And so just like we couldn't ever earn it, we can't lose it by disobeying God or by not following God's will. You know, I think so many Christians live in this struggle of, man, I I know that God loved me when I first got saved and and I I felt that and I believe that, but I've just, I've wandered so far and I've messed up so many times and I've missed the will of God for my life. And so I, I just don't think that God has the same love for me that he did in the beginning. And I think that's such an error. And and I've lived it myself. I've been there. So I I speak as one who has a lot of experience in that way of thinking. And I think that is not the gospel. And what God invites us into is to believe this revelation that blessed is the one whose sin the Lord will never count against them. The Lord, after you came into Christ, after a person comes to faith in Jesus, the Lord never, never, never counts your sin against you. Anything that you've done that you think has disappointed God, has angered God, has caused God to reject you, simply isn't that way. And that's why it's so important that we grab on to the revelation of God that comes through the gospel. Otherwise, if we try to make our way toward God, if we try to make God in our own image, we'll always 
be relating to a God who relates to us on the basis of how we're doing, on the basis of our performance, because that's how we relate to everyone else around us. And so it's so easy to begin to think uh, that there are really two dangers here, actually. One is for the person for whom everything is going well, you know, maybe the, the person who is rich, maybe the person uh, like the story of the rich man and Lazarus that Jesus tells in Luke chapter 16, that there's a rich man who's dressed in purple and he has fine linen and he lived in luxury every day. Well, if you, if you stop the story there, you might think, wow, that, that guy is blessed, that guy is hashtag blessed. He dresses in the nicest clothes. He lives in luxury every day. He's got plenty of food. All of his needs are met. Wow, hashtag blessed, right? But no, the Bible says that the rich man died and was buried. And in Hades, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away. And so just because you're hashtag blessed, you know, just because you have an abundance of of good things on the earth right now does not mean that you are right before God, does not mean that you're actually blessed by the God of heaven. Just because everything in life is going the way you want it to go, you've met your career goals, you have the money that you wanted to have, you live in the house you wanted to live in, you drive the car you wanted to drive, you married the girl or boy that you wanted to marry, that does not mean that you are blessed. Because the scripture tells us blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven. Those are the blessed ones. So there's that danger of thinking, okay, life has gone the way I wanted it to go. I'm successful. I'm influential. I'm rich. Blah, blah, blah. All that stuff. I am hashtag blessed. But no, the Bible says blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Covered by what? Covered by Christ, by the blood of Jesus. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord will never count against them. So the opposite end of that spectrum then is for the person who is struggling financially, who who may have struggles in their health, struggles in their relationship, mental struggles, emotional struggles, the person who's born into crushing poverty to think, I am cursed. What did I do that God has so cursed me? Was it in a previous life that I somehow wronged God? What, what have I done to anger God so much that my life is this way? Because without the revelation of the gospel, we just, we're, we're totally in the dark and we're just groping around trying to make sense of our lives through our circumstances. And if your circumstances are bad, your first temptation is to think, you know what, I've angered God. God is not pleased with me. God is upset with me. And so that is the danger of stumbling in the darkness, trying to formulate our own thoughts about God apart from the revelation of God's love and God's grace in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because the gospel gives us this incredible thought that we could have never come up with on our own, that the Lord justifies who? Not the, not the godly. He justifies the ungodly, and their faith is credited as righteousness. In Ecclesiastes, in chapter 9, verse 11 to 12, it says, I saw that under the sun the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to the intelligent, nor favor to those with knowledge, but time and chance happen to them all. For man does not know his time, like fish that are taken in an evil net, and like birds that are caught in a snare. 
So the children of man are snared at an evil time when it suddenly falls upon them. So time and chance happen to everyone. Not everything that comes into our life is from God. I know that that bothers some people to say that, but that is why James warns his readers. He says, Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. There are things that come into our lives that are not good and perfect. There are things that the enemy, Satan, brings into our lives. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus says, I I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So we can look at things in our lives and know, man, this was a blessing from God. This was a good and perfect gift. It brought life. It brought me closer to God. It produced righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's what the kingdom of God is about, Paul wrote in the book of Romans. He said the kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking or religious ceremonies, but the kingdom of God is about righteousness, God's way of doing things, the right way of living, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so we can see that some things are from God and they're a blessing and their gifts from God. Some things are from the enemy. They come to steal, to kill, and destroy. And some things, like Ecclesiastes says, are just time and chance. It's not Satan attacking us. It's just time and chance happen to everyone. And God can work everything for good for those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. But Jesus warned us, in this world, you will have trouble. And so you can't think that your life circumstances are a reflection of how God feels about you. If you want to be assured of God's love for you, you cannot look at the circumstances of your life. You must look at the cross. For in the cross, we see the love of God, that while we were his enemies, Jesus Christ died for us. This is the love of God, that he would lay down his own life to save us. We are loved. We are blessed when we receive the grace of God that he gives us in his son, Jesus. You remember in John chapter six, the people asked Jesus, what must we do to be doing the works of God? And Jesus answered them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him who he has sent. That our work is to trust him. That's what God wants from us. In Hebrews chapter 11, it says, apart from faith, it is impossible to please God. But it is our faith that pleases him, that what God wants from us is for us to believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that he came, that he died on the cross for our sins, that he rose again. And out of that trust, out of that belief, there is a lifestyle of holiness and righteousness that comes. But God remembers that we are dust, and Jesus Christ lives to make intercession for us. Uh, in First John, you know, he writes, I write this that you might not sin, but if you do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, that Jesus is the one who has made us righteous before God. 
And so today, I just want to leave you with that thought. I want to leave you with that scripture in Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4 verse 8 says, Blessed is the one who sin the Lord will never count against them. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, if you have put your trust in Jesus, the Lord will never count your sin against you. There's nothing that you have done. There's nothing that you will do. There's no way that you've missed the will of God in such a way that God has thrown you off, that he's forsaken you, that he said, oh, game over. That's it. Done with her. Don't want to be with him anymore. No. There's nothing you could do because in Christ, the Lord will never count your sin against you. Anything that you should have done that you didn't do, anything that you did do that you shouldn't have done, any sin, the Lord will never count against you. And I challenge you to embrace that and to let that warm your heart. If we accept this truth, it will warm our hearts to God and we will begin to find ourselves with a desire for God and a a desire to be near to Him because we know that He's not counting our sin against us. You know, if we think that God is still counting our sin against us, we won't have the confidence to draw near to Him. We'll be afraid of Him. We'll, We'll be living by our instincts from Adam and it inhibits our affection and our love for God. But if we will respond to God according to His truth, according to the revelation that He has given to us, the way that He has revealed Himself to us through His Son Jesus, then our hearts will be stirred toward Him, drawn toward Him, that will open our heart wide to Him the same way that He's opened His heart wide toward us. May God give you that grace today to believe that He is never going to count your sin against you in Jesus Christ. God bless you. Thanks for listening.